We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everybody, to the expertly produced and award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's Friday, December 15th, 2023. Alex Berutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! Let's jump right into the news. Uh, last night, the Clippers beat the Warriors 121-113 to in L.A., uh, Paul George was out for this game, bit of a day-to-day injury. Uh, this was Draymond, more notably, Draymond Green's mm-hmm. first game serving his indefinite suspension. Um, we had Brandon Pajemski and Jonathan Kaminga join the starting lineup because Andrew Wiggins was benched by Coach Steve As Kerr. well, he should be. Uh, Air, Air Pods uh, did not play that well. Two for 11, three turnovers, mm-hmm. did grab seven rebounds. We also had James Harden continuing his strong play. Uh, posting 28 points, 15 assists, seven rebounds in 42, 42 minutes. minutes. Is that just to get him less fat, the 42 minutes? Maybe. Uh, they should play him 48. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Shannon, we, you know, the, the the fantasy community has been like, is it Kaminga? Is it Sarge? Is it, is it Pajemski? Is it Moody? Uh, does anything you saw from this game make you feel strongly about any of those guys? I, I mean, I'm going to lean most heavily on minutes and also the fact that pods, AirPods and Kamiga entered into the starting lineup. Like that's the biggest yeah. news, right? Yeah. Yeah. So those two starting make them the two obvious pickups for me. There are two guys we're going to talk. We're going to talk about both guys later. Um, those were the two guys I was planning on calling out either way. Uh, but there, there's going to be other fallout from the Draymond suspension. I mean, one, we don't even know how long Draymond's out for. So to be determined, it could have been a short-term ad, a long-term to be determined. But you've got Kevon Looney. You know, he had a well, decent let me, game. Let me, back, let me back up to that, Shannon. It was eight games for strangling Gobert, right? So it doesn't have to be five, at least five. eight games. Oh, it's five. five. Oh, okay. Eight days, maybe. Five games. Okay. Mm. I, I mean, yes, it'll be. I would, I would assume it's at least five games, right? Yeah. So and Draymond's history will come into play, um, you know, but it could be anywhere from from it, my personal take is I wouldn't be surprised if it's five games again. I wouldn't be surprised if it's 25 games to be determined. Right. But right now you've got AirPods. He entered the starting lineup, basically received the start over Andrew Wiggins, 
who was over benched. Chris Paul, over Chris Paul too, over Chris argue. Paul. Yeah. But Wiggins was the guy in the starting lineup and then Kaminga starting as well. Um, we'll say that he took Draymond's place in the starting lineup. Um, I am surprised that Chris Paul did not uh, earn a start, but he still played 20 minutes off the bench, 12 points, three assists, two rebounds. I think you've got Chris Paul is going to see a nice boost with Draymond out. Kavon Looney, a nice boost. He had eight, seven, and five last night in 26 minutes. Looney's had a lot of games where he hasn't even hasn't even topped 20 minutes. So I think we'll see him play 25, 26 minutes on a, a much more regular basis with Draymond out. And then Kaminga and, and Pat, well, and Pods. don't leave out Dario Saric. He played well uh, during Green's last suspension. Didn't have a particularly notable game last night, but I think Saric and his size. They're going to need him with with, with uh, Green out. You know, one thing also about AirPods, I didn't put this in the notes. Uh, sorry, uh, Alex, but he also had four stocks. And mm-hmm. Pods hustles on defense, which I'm sure the Warrior coaches have noticed. Uh, I think they're going to like his, I don't know, active hands. And he's freaking out. He's always moving around excessively on defense. Four stocks last night. If three steals, one block. Uh, I like the stocks from Pods uh, as far as debating your pickups here. Ken, let's uh, let's go to an upset victory. Yeah, Bulls upset the Heat in Miami, one twenty four, one sixteen. Fantasy darling Kobe White with twenty six points, shot four of eleven from behind the arc, eleven dimes. So he wasn't just gunning. And I love this zero turnovers. He had a Halliburton game, double digit assists with zero turnovers. DeRozan had twenty three points. Vucevic had twenty four points. Gentlemen. Are the Bulls better without Zach Levine? They're they're five and two during Levine's foot injury absence, and have wins over the Heat, Pelicans, and Bucks. They might be. Um, I I mean I, it's just awesome that Kobe White is getting an opportunity. I think he's kind of been um, uh, underserved since he joined the NBA in terms of opportunities, um, being pigeonholed into a bench role. So it's good to see him get out there and do some stuff. Are they better without Levine? I mean, I don't think Levine was giving his best effort. Let's put it that way. Um, And this is allowing them to go a little more defensive focused. You know, Kobe White, his shooting is going to pull back a little bit. But you know, a little more Pat Williams, Caruso, Torrey Craig, Dasunmu. Like, those guys are all good defenders, right? So Mm -hmm. they can kind of lean on DeRozan, Vucevic, and and White um, and and lean some more defense. And they could, I mean, it was an upset victory against the Heat. But the Heat are also extremely shorthanded right now. Um, and no bam, no bam. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of fantasy, Shannon, is there anything going on? Do you think in Chicago that we still need to act on, or is it just like, obviously you have to roster Kobe white in every league, Pat Williams, maybe still like it's soft ad and like 12 team leagues kind of a situation. Yeah. Yeah. Similar, similar to past weeks when we discussed it. I mean, Alex Caruso would be an option, but he's been in and out of the lineup. Seems like every single game, even when he does play, he ends up leaving early because of injury. Uh, But you just, you know, again, I'm going to lean heavily on minutes played starting lineup. Pat Williams, 32 minutes last night, Kobe white, 40 minutes. Kobe white's been an absolute beast for, you know, basically the past two weeks. And it's wild to me because even like on the DFS side of it, looking at Kobe White, I, I'm I imagine Kobe White. What's what's Kobe White's roster percentage right now? It's got to be uh, in the 80s. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, let's confirm that while I'm talking. But on the DFS side, 
you know, with, with Kobe white, he has been a walking 40, 45 fantasy points, hitting 50 some nights. And he hasn't topped out. Uh, he hasn't reached $8,000 salary yet on FanDuel or DraftKings. Like he's been a must plug in the first option I've plugged into my lineup uh, the past six, seven days. Anytime the bulls are on the slate and it's wild to me, he's always his, his roster percentage is always very low under 10%. I think he's probably around seven or 8% on both sites last night. Um, I, I don't understand that as long as he's below 8,000, I think he's a must start in DFS. He's managed in 81% of season-long Yahoo leagues. Too low. And Way too, too low. low. Way and too uh, low. I got to say, a tip of the hat to DeSomo last night. Uh, shot yeah. 10 of 12. That won't happen every night. But 24 points, eight boards, five assists, had a steal in there. Uh, it's not going to happen every night, but uh, nice to see. A good call out, Ken, because I agree. I mean, he had 35 minutes. That was largely due to Alex Caruso yeah. uh, leaving the game after five minutes of action. But Dasumu, you know, he had he pulled a, a Tony Snell the other night, had zeros across the board <laughs> despite playing like close to 30 minutes. Um, that shouldn't deter folks. If you're in a deep enough league, especially if Alex Caruso does miss some more time, Dasumu yeah. is worth a flyer. He's going to have some duds. He reminds me of like uh, he's very much like a Terrence Mann type uh, option where he's going to have just total duds for games but pop off every once in a while and probably provide enough value especially in like four game weeks for uh for deeper 14 uh team leagues maybe deep rostered 12 teamers as well alex take us to the news out of utah yeah this isn't uh this isn't like breaking news but we have jordan clarkson's out for two weeks in utah Keontae george also to be reevaluated after this road trip uh he avoided a serious injury got an mri but uh, it's still of concern that they were worried enough to get an MRI. Uh, clearly, he was in pain, not feeling well. Somehow, the Jazz still get a decisive 122-114 win over Portland. Um, I say decisive because it was garbage time in the fourth. Um, <laughs> should note, Scoot Henderson went yeah. through a 20-10 game in a lot of that garbage time. Too straight for him. Too straight. Too, um, too straight out outings. So, um Markkanen and Collins were also out in this game. This was the first time all year Portland was favored in a basketball game, and yet they lost. Uh, we had Colin Sexton play 32 minutes, 27 points on 17 shots, four assists, two rebounds, and one steal. We had Taylor Horton Tucker, 23 points on 19 shots, four assists, four steals, two rebounds. Chris Dunn got in a little bit, six points and five assists, and Ochai Abaji, 16 points. Um, we... Again, we know Clarkson's out for two weeks. The Keontae George situation's a little iffy. I, I hesitate to to say Sexton and Taylor Horton Tucker and Don are like must-add players because we don't know. About I'll say it! <laughs> Sexton's a must-add! We'll okay. get to that in the free agent picks. All right. It's only um, taken a year and a half, but we've been due. It's due. We are due. It's sexy Sexton time. Breakout. That's... That settles it, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I would say, okay, so maybe that maybe maybe the bigger question is, do you because people ask about this actually on on Nick and I's Monday pod a lot? Do you drop Keontae George? And I've been pretty firm. I don't think you drop Keontae George in twelve team leagues, despite the shooting percentage struggles. I mean, I would drop him for Sexton uh, only because the field goal percentage from George has been consistently high thirty percent, and he shot the same in college. So I don't. I keep hoping that field goal percentage for George turns around, but I don't think it's going to happen. I I think he's a hold. Uh, I, a lot of folks held him 
prior to to his ascension to the starting lineup for the Jazz. You know, and, and even before the December 13th game against the Knicks, when he left with that injury, he had his best game of the season. 44 fantasy points, 30 points, seven assists, three rebounds, uh, five three-pointers made, five from nine from downtown. I'm holding them. Uh, it, you know, they the latest news is avoid serious injury. That's the headline. So, yeah, yeah, you have to miss him this weekend, but hopefully he's back in short order next week. Um, I, I In the chat, uh, Brooks Durham says he's holding on to George because he's already punting field goal percentage. Absolutely. Uh, that is the right call. So <laughs> yeah, we, try yeah. to, we try to provide blanket advice, right? But understand it depends on your league, what you're punting, what your build is, stuff like that. So that's a good note. Uh, Ken, let's go to the Spurs. Yeah, Zach Collins has gotten the boot out of the starting lineup so that Victor Owembayana can play center. In three games since Wemby started playing center, 22 points, 17 rebounds, five blocks, three assists, 1.3 steals, and 1.7 triples. He almost carried them to the win two nights ago. Shoot, who was that? Was that against the Clippers? I can't remember. Uh, Lakers. But Lakers, yes. I was L.A., yes. Um, Spurs, though, uh, as we just implied, have lost all those games still. In fact, uh, they're on some kind of crazy losing streak. I don't know if they're in Pistons territory yet, but they got to be close. Uh, and they've lost those three games by an average of almost eight points. Wemby is now up to the 15th ranked player in eight category leagues for total season stats. Meanwhile, wah, wah, fantasy darling Zach Collins with his bench time over those three games, averaging only eight points, 5.3 rebounds, and uh, just under 19 minutes a game. Yeah, it's awesome we're seeing Wembenyama play at least what I consider to be his true position uh, at yeah. center. Will they play... Trey Jones at his true position and start him at point guard. No, um, <laughs> but uh, to me, this is bigger news for Collins. Obviously, I mean, yeah, uh, you know yeah. who yeah. I, he's valued. been fine. I still, I would prefer to hold him in 12 team leagues because we know he's good per minute, but I understand if you are struggling in your league and this happens and you just, you just need stats. I understand wanting to drop Collins because I don't think they're going back to starting him. Um, but no. if you're in a position of strength in your league, I would prefer to hold Collins. I think the play here is if you're a Wemby manager to buy Collins now on the cheap to have him, uh, handcuff Wemby. Cause I still feel like that injury is coming. Um, anyway, Could be. that's, that's my advice. It is tough. I, ro I roster Collins in a few spots, you know, in our, in our stake league, I have him, I believe that's a 14 team league. 16, um, right? 16, 16. Yeah, 16. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep him there. I'm keeping yeah, him there. Um, he's probably going to be on my bench most weeks. Uh, but the, you know, most of the waiver wire options that we highlight on a weekly basis are not available in that league. So I'm going to keep him there. But if it's a 10 or 12 teamer, especially with shallow benches in a 12 teamer, uh, 10 team, absolutely. Dump them off, find a different top 120 piece there's there's probably someone who's got some short-term value that's worth streaming in uh but even 12 teamers if it's a short bench i feel the same way i think zach collins is uh disposable well said well said alex tell us about our friends at underdog i would love to uh underdog fantasy it's 
the number one fantasy platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to Rotowire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. And I should note, with that free six-month Rotowire subscription, you will get access to our new picks page. Uh, which I don't have the link yeah. on me handy, but I think it's just rotowire.com slash picks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that's a good way to access some nice, um, you know, if you're playing a pick em contest, you see what the other books are doing over under, you got to check the page out. It's, it's awesome. Um, again, visit underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free rotowire subscription and deposit bonus. <laughs> That's code R-W-N-B-A. Gentlemen, well, it's time for the fan feedback. Let's go to questions from the comments. Uh, I'm just going to hit show on one here. I just <laughs> traded away Markkinen, Kuzman, and Melton Kuzman. for Sangoon and Tatum. Can you rate this trade? Um, That's an interesting trade. I think I... I think I'm good with the Sangoon Tatum side. I think that's a fine trade. You got the two best players in the deal. Markkinen's yeah. fantastic when he's healthy, but he hasn't been that this year. I think Utah is going to be selling at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Markkinen gets moved to a different team, especially if it's a contender, it's very unlikely that he'll be option 1A for any team he gets traded to, right? Like e- even if it's a team like the Pistons, you know, Let's just talk this into existence for a minute. Let's say the Pistons <laughs> trade for Markkinen. I still put him as the number two option behind Cade in that scenario. So even if it's a struggling team or San Antonio, same thing, right? Wemby would be option A. So I love Shangoon and Tatum. I think that side gets the two best players in the deal, and it frees up a roster spot for you where you can stream in a hot, hot pickup each week. Did I say Kuzman? Yeah, Kuzma. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, a little panic there reading the notes. Uh, yeah, Tatum? Are you kidding me? Come on, top five player? Never gets hurt? That's the trade. All right, next question. <laughs> Is Karis LeVert a long-term 10-team or 12-team add? I'm okay with the idea of adding him in in 12s just because we know his upside when, when Mitchell and Garland miss time. Um, and also... You know, Cleveland's bench, I don't have a ton of faith in in general. I think I think uh, Levert's going to continue to play six-man minutes. I, I don't know in a 10-team you need to add him because I think a lot of times there's guys off the waiver wire who are mostly doing the same stuff. So I, it's fine for 12, yeah. Uh, anything to add, Shannon? No, I agree. I think he's a 12-teamer uh, much more than a 10-teamer. 10-teamers got to be pretty deep rosters to, to have yeah. Levert in there. Um He's going to pop off, right? You know, in that bench role, especially when the Cavs are shorthanded with Garland or Mitchell missing time. Um, you know, Mobley is out right now, which is part of the reasons why maybe Levert had a big game last night. Uh, but I don't think he's a must roster in 10 teamers, 12 probably. All right. One last one uh, about the uh, about uh, news in Utah. If John Collins is getting traded, Will Taylor Hendricks be a must-add? I'm thinking elsewhere on that depth chart, but what do you guys think? I don't know if Hendricks will be a must-add. I mean, if if John Collins or Markinen, we should say, got traded, because um, I think both those guys are... I, I, I don't know what their willingness to trade Collins is, but um, yeah, I mean, I... Wouldn't... 
wouldn't uh, I'm gonna mispronounce this name, but wouldn't Fonticcio? Fontencio? Help Wasn't me out. Fontecchio. Tecchio. Yeah, he's I mean, he's just not he's just not that good or interesting. Like <laughs> he's giving... Kelly Olnick's like younger brother. <laughs> Play wise, stats wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um look, I'd, uh, I I wouldn't personally this isn't exactly what you're asking, but I think in a way it's like, hey, is is Taylor Hendricks a stash? You know, if I'm in a 14 team league or something like that, do I try to stash Taylor Hendricks? I don't think you do, but I'm interested to see what you think, Shannon. I'm, I'm going to come up on the other side of that. In a 14 teamer, yes, I do think he's a stash. Um, in the likely, because Collins, there's been a lot of trade buzz with Collins the last couple of days. So, you know, I, I think it makes sense for Utah to trade him. I think that's one of the reasons why they acquired Collins. They thought it's a low cost uh, acquisition that we're getting here. We'll see if it works. If it doesn't, we'll find a different destination for him. That's another guy. You know, let's talk it to, into existence here. The Detroit Pistons should trade for Everyone's John Collins. <laughs> I'm okay with I that. I need another big man? Uh, they need a big man who can put it on the floor a little bit and hit threes. I know what John Collins does, and I know that he does it better than Isaiah Stewart. So, okay. yes, the answer is yes. They Fair do enough. need John Collins. So, Hendricks, but evaluating Hendricks – you know, he did get recalled from uh, the G League back in De- on December 2nd. He's been in the rotation for the Jazz since then. So over the past six games, he's averaging 21 minutes off the bench, six points, 2.8 rebounds. He had 10 and seven last night with a steal. Um, I Two for five from downtown, which might be might have been his, one of his bigger question marks is can he stretch the floor this, this soon in his career? I... I'm a big fan of Hendricks. I like his uh, his potential on the defensive side to rack up stocks. Um, 14 team, I think he's worth a stash. If Collins gets moved, I think he's worth a stash in 12 teamers. You know, all that said, if it if it comes to a point where he is put into the starting lineup at some point, uh, then yes, he's a must add. I might scoop up the clinic. I might go for a clinic if a trade is done there, but we, we shall see. Sure. All right, gentlemen, it's now time for the uh, the big money segment, the waiver wire section. Alex, take us there. Like you said, it is the big money segment. Uh, this is how this works. We each have two regular waiver wire picks that are rostered in less than 50% of leagues and then one long shot pick rostered in less than 25% of leagues. In terms of scheduling next week, not as busy as this week, uh, but still only one team has two games, and that is the Phoenix Suns. So keep that in mind. Uh, every other team obviously plays three or four. My first suggestion for the waiver wire is Dante Exum, a name I thought I would never speak again <laughs> in my entire life. How uh, old do you think he is, by the way? How old do I think he is? I haven't looked this up because in my head, he's always like 19 years old. I'm not, I'm not looking it up. He's 28. He 26? is 28. Bam, no, Alex. Was, way to go. I, honest to God, that was a complete shot in the dark. Um, so Kyrie Irving is in a walking boot after – I look, that injury Kyrie suffered, We are, he is lucky that that was not like season or career ending. That was crazy when Dwight Powell fell on him like that. Um, but over the past five games, Exum has been in the starting lineup, uh, averaging 17 points, five assists, five rebounds, and a steal. Now – He's shooting 59% from the field. And he's shooting 57% from three. Those are going to come down. Um, you know, like for his career, he's like a 30% three-point shooter in the NBA. 
But then last year he's in Europe and he shot like 37, 38%. Now he's back in the league and he's, he's out of control shooting hot. Um, but I'm he not went to Europe, a boy. He came back a man. He did. He actually gained a lot of weight. He's, he's yeah. physically, he's pretty imposing. He really he's a good has. defender as well. I think it's, he, I, he's a good addition to their lineup. The Mavs are on a four game week, right? So even if a shooting comes down a little bit, you're doing well, he can pass, he can defend, um, 42% roster on Yahoo. I don't know if I said that. I, to me, he's got to be an ad. We don't know how long Kyrie is out for. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, and frankly, they've been struggling to figure out who the wings should be on this team. Yeah. Why not exhume? He's playing out of his head. Love it. Who is, yeah. uh, who, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sharon. I, I do with Axum, you know, the big question mark for me is what happens when Kyrie returns. So five straight starts, some of those with Kyrie, um, but Grant Williams was out for a little stretch there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet Derek Jones Jr. missed a game or two last night. Derek Jones Jr. and Grant Williams both played. So you had Axum essentially play the two. He had logged some minutes at the three as a starter previously. So what happens when Kyrie returns? Do they move Derek Jones Jr. or Grant Williams to the bench and keep Axum in the starting lineup? I think it's possible because he's been so damn good. But it is something to watch. He might only end up being a short-term ad. Definitely worth an ad, though. All right. Exum's a nice, cute ad. But the big ad is the big, sexy, boys. Colin Sexton. We've only been preaching this for a year and a half, but it's finally happened. Finally happening. Sexton's just about to explode. He's 54% rostered on Yahoo, 32% on ESPN. As we mentioned in the news section, Clarkson's out for at least two weeks. Keontae George, we don't know yet. Waiting on that MRI results. He could be out for a while. Uh, Last night in Portland, Sexton got his second start uh, in a row. 27 points, two rebounds, four assists. Hit two threes while shooting 11 of 17 from the field over 32 minutes. Great to see. We don't know which forwards are getting traded from this team. Uh, Whoever gets dealt will mean more shots for Sexton. But it's not just last night. Sexton over the last seven games. Almost 19 points over four assists while shooting over 54% from the field and elite free throw shooting 94%. Utah has four games next week. So take the big sexy dive and give Colin Sexton a try, baby. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think that's a good note. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's again, we don't know about, about George. He's worth an ad until we know. And even if he does come back, uh, let's say two games into the week, 
Sexton should still do enough in those next two games with Clarkson out uh, to make it worth worth your while. Uh, Shannon, where are you going for your first waiver wire ad? Well, we, we hinted at it previously and, and the, you know, my first ad and my second ad are both going to come from the Warriors. Brandon Pajemski, AirPods. We were going to recommend him as a pickup even before he was announced as a starter last night. Uh, prior to last night's game, five games preceding that, he averaged 12.72, 7.2 rebounds, three assists, uh, one stock per game. 1.6 three-pointers, solid percentage, well, sol- solid field goal percentage. Free throw, only 33% over that stretch, but he's not taking many free throws at this stage of his career, so it's not going to be too damaging. I love me some AirPods. I think he's an electric player. He's fun to watch. He fits the Warrior system well. I would not be surprised if he's even, whether he's starting or not, you know, over those that five-game stretch as a non-starter, we're still seeing 28 minutes per I think he's going to see heavy minutes that 25 to 30 range, you know, even if he ends up coming off the bench again in the near future, he is worth a pickup in most 12 team leagues, definitely in 14 team leagues. He's rostered in about 30% of leagues, a little bit above that right now. Uh, Go scoop him up. Very nice. uh, Well-rounded player. Like you mentioned, 14 points, nine rebounds, four assists per 36. Also averaging a steal there, about 0.9 fantasy points per minute. So if he's getting 30 minutes, he's rosterable in 12-team points leagues uh, as well as category leagues. I think his stocks are going to be awesome. He's a super hustled defensive guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, My second waiver wire suggestion is my man, Tari Eason. I've been waiting so long to say this name. He is on, (laughs) you know, I really need to make like an Alex Barutha sort of like fantasy i don't even know like my guys because it's like he was Nas- the video cover guy at least once last season at least yeah. once i think a it's just times. it's exciting for one of your guys to actually be good i know <laughs> uh, tari eason nas reed uh other guys along these lines are some of my yeah, favorites sure. eason 34 percent rostered uh in yahoo leagues the past two games these are his totals 43 points 28 rebounds three steals, two assists, and a block in 54 minutes. Look, we saw it last year, what he could do per minute. There's a reason people were drafting Eason in the back end of probably their deeper league drafts this season. Um, Per 36 this year, he's averaging 16 and 13 with uh, two assists. Um, I think it's two steals and a block or two blocks and a steal. I don't know why I didn't write down which was which. But Houston also plays four games this week. So if you have any concerns about his minutes, Maybe only play 17 a game because the men's back and guys are healthy. I think you can still get value because, again, per minute, he's crazy. And with the upside of him playing closer to 25 minutes a game, um, I, to me, he's you just got to add him while he's hot. Stop playing Jeff Green, Houston. He's 110 <laughs> years old. There is no future in Jeff Green. Stop it. Oh, man. Um, all right, Ken, who's your second? who's your second ad? Uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, backup center for your New York Knicks, 45% rostered in Yahoo. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is out until early February. Now this happened last year and last year they started Sims, but Hardenstein would always get more minutes in the last five games. Hardenstein, eh, a little over six points, but nine rebounds and almost one and a half blocks while shooting 55% from the field. 
The Knicks have only uh, three games next week. This is more of a two-center league if you need a third center for a few weeks. Um, Hartenstein, probably limited upside, but uh, actually passes well for a center, too. Um, Anyway, I like him back up center in two-center leagues. Yeah, Hartenstein, absolutely worth a pickup in 12 – Deep 12-teamers, 14-teamers. Shallower formats, I'm staying away. We've all been waiting for the Hartenstein breakout forever. It's never going to happen, like a true breakout from Hartenstein. You know, even last year when Mitch Robb was out, you know, what did the Knicks do? They brought in Taj Gibson. Guess who they just re-signed? <laughs> Taj Gibson. I want to know, can someone tell us what Taj was doing? What was, Taj, what was 38-year-old Taj Gibson doing the last few months? I, I, I picture him in a suit selling insurance. What do you what do you think his Either job was? Like tending to a garden or something, just like completely relaxed. And or just, just tomatoes. Calm. Yeah. Right. Hartenstein's uh, another one of my guys who's who would be on my list. And yeah, I don't know. I like to think of Tibbs showing up like in some in a Honda Civic with a giant Nick sticker on, like, get in. I'll tell you what the guy who has uh, over $86 million in career earnings was doing for the past uh, six oh, months, boy. not selling cars. <laughs> not a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying his life. Working his garden. Exactly. <laughs> um, right, who's your second yeah. pick? Yeah, as hinted at, uh, another another warrior, Jonathan Kaminga, 21-year-old forward for Golden State. Kaminga started playing very solid even before the Draymond suspension. Uh, in the previous five games, he had played 22 minutes off the bench, averaged 15 points, five rebounds, uh, one stock. from the floor hitting 1.6 three pointers. His three point shot definitely looks, you know, it looks more true this year, especially in the last couple of weeks than it has in past seasons. I think this is the opportunity Kaminga needs. He's had, he's had similar opportunities in the past, but the fact that he was already getting priority uh, minutes over Andrew Wiggins before Draymond Green suspension. Now he's in the starting lineup. I do like him better in points-based leagues than rotisserie leagues. Uh, but if it's 12-teamer or deeper, I am scooping up Kaminga and hoping that he can seize this role and hold on to close to 30 minutes per night long-term with these Warriors. Could you see the Warriors dealing Kaminga, Moody, maybe some picks to get either Collins or Markinen? They, what they I, I could see yeah, that. Maybe. What they should do, if they aren't making a deal like that, um, they should just move on. It's time to hand over the reins to the young guys and Curry, get rid of Draymond, get rid of Clay. But Warriors fans don't want to hear that, and they're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> All right, Alex, who's your long shot of the week? It's another one of my guys, Matisse Thibel. This is the opposite oh, of the <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. If I put together an actual NBA roster of my guys, they'd win uh, – well, more games than the Pistons, but still not very many games. Wemby, so. Wemby has one more win than the Pistons. That, <laughs> all right, that's true. I don't want to hear it. The Savior has one more win than the Pistons. The Pistons, I, if based on that measure alone, the Pistons are overperforming. I'm surprised we don't get more comments. Stop talking about the Pistons. Yeah. Well, you know, no one else is. So you know, it's a it's a bit of a safe space. Let's get to your big. Not sexy pick for a long shot here. Yeah, look, they only have three games next week. This is not really like a short-term ad necessarily. Ken's falling asleep. This is more of a long-term deeper league play because he's 19% rostered in uh, in Yahoo leagues right now. 
the look last game is not a good example because he played 17 minutes because Portland got blown out uh, by a, a Utah team. But over the past two weeks, he's ranked 91st. Um, and we know he's a, a we we know who Matisse Thibel is. He's hitting threes a little more this season. His three point shooting actually at 42% this year. He's hitting uh, a three and a half per game, but 1.5 steals, 0.7 stocks in 24 minutes. He's playing more than that lately. He started the past three games. If you're in a 16 team league, you just have to roster him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to everybody. You have to roster him. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm embarrassed to say I have a pick almost as boring as yours, Alex. I also couldn't think of a fun long-term pick, so I just went safe. With uh, Torian Prince of the Lakers, he's only managed in 13% of leagues. Lakers do have four games next week, unlike Tybalt's three. And, uh, hey, last three games, almost 16 points, four rebounds, almost five triples uh, while shooting 59%. Look, is he going to stay that hot? No, of course not. But he might for a few more games next week. Lakers have four. If you need, if your roster's got too many three games, guys, or even a Phoenix Sun on it, this might be the time to add just stream prints for a week or two. Yeah, we we started the waiver wire section with some very sexy picks, literally. Yeah, now we're like, and now horse, I'm going to wrap it up the with the complex. Yeah, the third the third non sexy option, Malachi Branham. San Antonio Spurs. He's part of that new look starting lineup for the Spurs. Random has started eight of the past nine games, uh, but he's picked up his production in the past three over that. The latest three games, uh, he is averaging 28 minutes, 14 points, three rebounds, three assists and 1.3 three pointers. I don't think Branham has much uh, upside, but he can help out in points in three-pointers, enough that he could be an option in 14-teamers and very deep 12-teamers, but I would not look at, I would not even consider him in in shallower 12-teamers or 10-team leagues. I mean, I think he's going to keep getting minutes because his defense Mm -hmm. has been really good, but fantasy-wise, you know, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, Any drops? You guys want to suggest any drops? I see some names here in the notes. Yeah, I mean, um, some of these names are guys that we, we've we had questions about in other streams. Interesting names. We talked about Zach Collins already. Um, Shannon and I discussed that, but if you if you missed the first part of the show, I think he's a hold in probably 14-team or 16-team leagues. 12s, if you're playing well, you can hold him. If not, I, I understand if you want to drop. Um, other two names, you know, Dylan Brooks is on here. We get questions about him. To me, he's a drop. I was... I wrote an article early in the year. I think I think in like three articles, I was begging people to sell high. I'm like, you have to take literally any player that you can get back for Dylan Brooks from somebody else. But my question to you, Shannon, and this is a much more difficult question than the Dylan Brooks, Jalen Green. Are, are we we're waiting? We're still waiting, patiently waiting. Is it time to maybe drop him? No, I'm hold. I'm holding Green. Um okay at least for a little bit longer. Uh, the, you know, the, the Rockets are just lucky. They have a lot of young players who are, are showing out and Green's had some struggles, but I am holding on to Green. I mean, he, you know, he just had a 47 fantasy point outing uh, yep. a couple weeks ago. He's in a little bit of a rough stretch shooting the last handful of games, but I expect that to bounce back. You know, the real question is, will he ever be more than a, a points guy? Um, 
which I, I question because he doesn't do anything <laughs> over the past five games while his shot has been broke. He has zero steals and zero blocks yeah. as well. So, you know, and he's only averaging about two assists per game in that stretch. Uh, so if he's not scoring, is he going to be doing other things? It's unlikely at this stage. Um, hopefully that changes, but I do, I am holding him. I have a different drop um, okay. despite being locked into the starting lineup. And despite, you know, our audience uh, likely uh, desire to have us not talk about the Pistons, it's time. It is time to drop Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart, for the Pistons. The The Pistons have switched up their starting lineup some, um, and Beef Stew has moved to the starting five. Uh, Jalen Duran's out. Uh, Marvin Bagley's out. So that's part of the reason why they've done that. But I do believe that Stewart will not be long for the Pistons starting lineup. Uh, and even in his starts, you know, looking at the, we'll, we'll, we'll stretch it out and look at the past eight games. He's averaging eight points and 6.1 rebounds with half a stock, 0.4 steals, 0.1 blocks. He is not conducive. Who's, who's arguing with Shannon on this? Who <laughs> wears the pro beef stew? He's camp? still, he's still he's rostered in over 50% yeah. of the league. So that's crazy. I, I and like he is locked into the starting lineup and that's one of the biggest barometers for is this guy worthy of a starting lineup is he getting the minutes with beef stew yeah he's getting the minutes he's in the lineup but he's not productive enough and i do think this this team you know we might even see J, we might see james wiseman enter the starting lineup at some point but definitely when duran returns i think stewart's out he's going to be a backup big man for this team and you're going to have us our top it's good news for us our thompson it's good news for Bogdanovich, some of these other guys. I, I expect the Pistons will go with a smaller lineup than they did previously when Duran or Bagley were, were healthy. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, what's that, Pete? What's that, Pete? Tell Shannon to stop talking about the Pistons. Yeah, I'll, I'll get on that. Thank you. Let's go to Shannon's <laughs> other real core strength, which is not necessary. In addition to Pistons talk, is his fabulous DFS advice. Uh, I don't want to brag for Shannon, but I'm going to. He's been flashing us big money winnings. Lately, uh, I don't know why he's shaking his head. He should be very proud of how well he's done lately. We got an eight-game slate tonight, Friday, December 15th. Gentlemen, dive into your DFS advice. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't have, like, as many major injuries as sometimes we do, but we got to note AD and LeBron. Obviously, they're questionable. Uh, Baines questionable. Jordan Poole is questionable. Mark Williams is doubtful. And I just want to note this Mark Williams thing. The Hornets love to use the doubtful tag when a guy is going to be out like a month or yeah. two months. And they just waived Theo Maladon, a guard, and picked up a center off of the off of free agency. So I'll just keep that in mind. Uh, maybe a little Nick Richards off the waiver wire. We didn't mention his name. But if you're if you're trying to be a little sneaky and you're in a deep league, maybe a little Nick Richards, see what's going on there. And new fans of the show should know that Alex every day is updating all the injury news. So when he talks about a team's injury uh, behavior, he is the expert at RotoWire of teams not giving good info. Uh, yeah, I hate the Hornets. Um, okay, <laughs> Shannon, uh, on this slate, where is where is the first place you turn? We can stick with Nick Richards, honestly. Okay. I mean, he, you know, with with Williams out, Richards will be an option. He's been kind of frustrating on the DFS side uh, because 
not not a ton of production even in the most i mean he's started two or three games in a row now uh maybe four um and he and he's seen some minutes the most recent game you had pj washington leave early because of an injury and pj washington is questionable for night for tonight as well so so that's something to keep an eye on but in that game without williams and, and with washington leaving early nick richards played 40 minutes if he if he sees anything close to that tonight, then he it'll be very hard for him not to return value for a DFS slate. He's at fifty four hundred on DraftKings and uh, fifty four hundred on FanDuel as well. Um, it was nice. He gets blocks. He gets rebounds. It's kind of a, a matter of is he going to score enough, um, which he hasn't been doing a ton of uh, six points in each of the past two games. Uh, but at fifty four hundred, there is upside where like he's going to put it all together, see thirty plus minutes, get a double double with a couple blocks, and provide solid value. So he he's one of my favorite big men to target for tonight's slate. Is there uh, is there anything you could tell us about this Pistons 76ers game, Shannon, or is this just uh, is this just sad? Hey, all right, I will risk my job to talk more Pistons. It's okay, I can do that. So I one of my one of my key DFS strategies over the past couple of weeks, where I've been on a nice little run, has been targeting whoever the lead guard is or one of the lead guards against the Detroit Pistons. We mentioned this last week as well. You know, the, the, you look at past performances uh, of lead guards or high scoring guards, just going off against Pistons and, and racking up 50 or 60 fantasy points that continued earlier this week. I believe it was on Monday night when, when Ben, Ben Matherin had a giant game against the Pistons um, tonight. Uh, you've got Maxi going against Detroit Maxi, This is actually the second game in a row uh, that Philadelphia has gone against Detroit and, and Maxi put up a dud last time earlier this week on, on Wednesday. He only had 26 fantasy points might've been his worst game of the season, but it's because they didn't really need him to do much, which is always a risk when you're playing targeting a player against the Pistons blowouts. But earlier this season, Maxi against the Pistons had 64 fantasy points. You know, one of his two or three biggest nights of the year. So I still like Maxi, and I actually like him as a low. I think there's going to be low ownership. There was on Wednesday. I don't think it's going to go up uh, tonight because of the blowout potential. But Maxi could easily put together and have a giant game. He's under nine thousand dollars on FanDuel right now, uh, which is pretty affordable for him. Um, keeping with some of those like higher, higher priced players, salary players. Um, we talked about Wemby earlier. Wemby's just been on such an absolute tear, um, mm-hmm. averaging over 60 fantasy points per game over his past three. Uh, he plays the Lakers. He just had a big game against them, you know, 70.6 fantasy points. His price is going up. And AD, uh, not not 100% healthy, right? Correct. Well, I mean, AD could get a night off. LeBron got the night off against him uh, against the Spurs earlier this week. Um, I don't I, AD's had a questionable tag for like six years now, you know, basically since he's joined the Lakers. So I don't, whether he's healthy or not, I don't know, but I do like, I like Victor uh, Wemby, even though he's going up in price. Um, Another high priced option, triple J, triple hard J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, He is, he is also been on a tear. Another big man just racking up blocks, uh, treating Ken and I good in our NFC NFBKC team back-to-back games with 40 or more points. That's not fantasy points, like actual points. He had 41 points against Dallas, 44 against the Rockets, 
he he's got a rematch against the Rockets tonight. Uh, Eighty nine hundred on Fanduel. Give me some. Give me some triple hard J. Obviously, you like that more. If Desmond Bain is out. Yes, um, absolutely. You know they funnel offense through Jaron Jackson a little bit more. Is there anything, uh, Ken, that you can tell us about this the Celtics Magic game? Uh. Only that the Magic have won the last three games uh, against the Celtics ever since Whoa. Eddie House called the Magic. So the about this time last year was the 16th of December last year. Uh, Magic upset Boston, I think in Boston. And Eddie House postgame said, ah, the Magic are still trash. And the Magic players actually said they saw that and motivates them for every other Celtic uh, game. And they're, yeah, they've got a four-game winning streak against the Celtics. Uh, hey, Celtics played last night. Uh, looked really good beating the Cavs twice. But uh, they, you know, they struggle with the high-scoring forwards of the Magic. Uh, and uh, I'm a little, a little curious to see how much Brown and Tatum are going to have in the tank to play defense tonight against Wagner and uh, Pablo. So uh, I wouldn't mind investing uh, in some Magic forwards tonight, especially if the price is right. Yeah, Boston only six-point home favorites on the second night of a back-to-back, despite not losing a home game all season. So that is interesting note. They're due. One game uh, I don't think we've touched on, but you it's probably... on the massive over/under. That's yeah. what I'm. That's oh. where I'm going. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Two fifty-nine right now is the over/under between Pacers at Wizards, and this is a game where Jordan Poole <laughs> is a game-time call, and probably the spread will move in the Wizards' favor if he's out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm not even really kidding. Uh, he has the worst advanced stats in the league by a mile. And he's obviously yeah. got terrible normal stats, too. It's not anybody's shock. Yeah. Um, are you are is this a game, Shannon, where, you know, you have your specific guys that you're targeting, right, that you just talked about. Is this a good game to just fill in? You know, you got a little extra money remaining. Uh, all the options kind of seem even, but it's like this game might go you know, 125, 129, I just fill in, you know, a little Bruce Brown, a little Avdia in my lineup. Yeah, I mean, one, it's no surprise that the Pacers game's the highest over under in the night. That's going to be the case every single slate that they're involved in. Uh, they, you know, as of Monday night, I forget, I don't know, I don't know what's happened since then, but they were, they were the highest scoring team in NBA history on a per game basis uh, through, through Monday night's game. Um, <laughs> and they play no defense as well. So you always right. know their opposing team's going to score a ton. This could be the craziest Halliburton game, except could be a blowout by the third quarter, in which case they'd be smart to bench him. So that's the fear. Yeah, the, the fear is the blowout potential, of course. And and with Halliburton, like blowout potential with Halliburton is riskier than a guy like Maxi, in my opinion, because Halliburton on DraftKings, he, he's the second most expensive yeah. player on this slate. Yeah. I mean, he costs nine hundred dollars more uh than Booker, uh twelve hundred more than Tatum, uh over twenty four, twenty five hundred more, twenty four hundred more than Maxi. So I mean, Halliburton's obviously been great, but if I'm spending up I on that. I'm just going to go get Embiid or I'm going to get Luca. Yeah, the or, game could be over midway in the third. Yes. Right? Yes. Exactly. TJ McConnell coming out just to help finish the game. You know, I, I think uh, allocating some of that salary cap to a guy like Wemby on tonight's slate makes more sense than it does Halliburton. But that's not to say there aren't players to target in that game. I mentioned Ben Math earlier. He's still pretty affordable, really up and down, risky play because he's coming off the bench. You never know if he's going to play 35 or 25 minutes or if the, if the shots fall on that night. You know, he had 55 points against the Pistons. 
55 fantasy points against the Pistons, followed that up with 15 fantasy points. So there is risk there, but he's 6,000 on fan or on DraftKings uh, in that same range, a little bit cheaper on uh, 52 on FanDuel. Uh, one guy that you mentioned now that if he plays, I actually like him in this matchup. It's Jordan Poole because I feel like this is one of those <laughs> games where you have the highest over under the night. You know, his team could easily score 130. So like Ken's boy Kuzman and Jordan Poole, both solid options. They're gunners. You know they're going to be out there firing for tonight. Uh, with well, how about this though? If pools out, you could be monster minutes for the rookie, Bilal Kulabali, whose name I probably just pronounce mispronounced, but he's had a nice little run the last five. Yeah, and he probably only uh, it might be the only person on this roster we see two or three years now uh, on the Wizards. Uh, I could see him having a nice night. Yeah, fifty six hundred on FanDuel. He's he's had some solid games. I agree. I think he he's a solid option as well. Let's uh let's move on to Ken's old man rant since he has a hard out. He's meeting some older other old men for for brunch or something. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what he said, but uh, brunch you taking away. Arg. Starting January eleventh, online sports betting will be legal here in little old Vermont. I'll confess I'm a little torn about this. I'm already pretty disengaged from the rest of my family who <laughs> all hate basketball. You had the possibility of having action on games and we might have a real problem in this household. You know, losing a hundred bucks on a wager is one thing. Losing a hundred dollars and paying divorce attorneys is a whole nother level of financial pain. Gentlemen, help me show some restraint. And Vermonters, please visit betvermont.com for all of green uh, gambling.com's free wagering promotions. Well, you know, this Arg! this rant reminds me of I saw on um, on Twitter someone, a financial analyst was on. I don't know if it was CNBC or something talking about. I think it was the DraftKings stock and it had mentioned that young men are having less sex than ever. And betting on sports more than ever. And she practically blamed it on, I on saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Pistons Moneyline parlays directly. This uh, pod causes less sex. Hey, you know, I, might Ken, be, I might be able to prove that. Just it's good news. Good news for us old men, Ken. We're still getting plenty of action. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented regrettably, I'm sure, by them on by Underdog Fantasy. <laughs> Ken, take us out of here. Let's go back to Golden State, where Draymond Green said this on December 6th to ESPN's Ramona Shelburne. So December 6th, eight days ago. Hey, when I'm not on the floor, it hurts my team. So for me, it's going to be more about what do you have to do as a leader to save this team? You got to put your ego aside. You got to put your pride aside. You got to put even in a sense... You as a human being aside, end quote. Draymond, talk is cheap. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs> 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 <laughs>